Hey, good to see you here. You are currently listening to Inspire Church Metro Manila. We are one church in multiple locations, and we exist to inspire people to fulfill their God-given potential. We are so glad that you're tuning in right now. Welcome home. Learn more about us by visiting inspiremetro.live. Lean in and enjoy. Welcome to Inspire Church Online, what we call Sunday's Best. It is so good to have you here today. My name is Nolan and I am the location pastor out here in Inspire Metro Manila. And today, man, I'm excited for you to be here wherever you are viewing, either from YouTube, Facebook, InspireMetro.live, no matter if you're on your phone, on your computer, on your tablet, if you're stealing Wi-Fi from your neighbor, <laughs> wherever you are at, I'm excited for today. I really believe that God has a word for you. God has a word for me. The Bible says in Romans 10, 17, so faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of Christ. And so I am going to give the word of God today. And if the word of God comes out, that means faith rises. And I'm praying, I'm praying that faith will rise in your life. Faith will rise in your situation. Faith will rise when whatever circumstance that you're going through. Come on now, because even faith the size of a mustard seed can move mountains somebody in the in the chat type that right now move mountains and so today we are continuing our series called while we wait we build while we wait we build and what are we building today today i'm going to be talking about something that when you have it man it feels so good but when you when it seems like it's god oh it feels like, man, what are we going to do? What is going to happen? See, today, what I want to talk about is momentum. Momentum. Moment. If, if there was such thing as a, a superpower, if there was such thing as super, you know, superpowers, I, I think, man, as close as we can get is momentum. Momentum is like, you know, you're trying to move forward. You're, you're, everything is going well. Everything's going good. You don't even have to try. Things are just working out. But if momentum was a superpower, the loss or the lack of momentum feels like kryptonite. Where when I don't have momentum, everything seems hard. It seems hard to wake up. It seems hard to try. It seems hard to be creative. It seems hard to dream. And so maybe you're here and you're like me at times where I feel many times, sometimes I feel like I've lost momentum. I need you to know that you don't got to give up. You don't have to, you know, question like, man, what's going to happen today? The title of this message, while I talk about while we wait, we build, I want you to know that you can, you can rebuild momentum. Type that in the chat right now. Rebuild momentum rebuild momentum and so that's my prayer today i pray that momentum will continue to be with you but if you feel like you've lost it i, I pray that you don't give up that i pray that you get encouraged today to rebuild momentum let me pray lord god i pray right now that you help me to preach that you help us to listen lord i pray for technology to go smoothly 
Lord, I pray against any distraction, Lord God, of needing to to switch off, to check our feed, to, you know, check on this or that, that for the next couple of minutes that we'll just focus, Lord, that we'll quiet down every circumstance, we'll quiet down every area, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll just hear your word, Lord God. So I thank you so much, Lord God. Whatever's going on, if we're in a room that are people that are not paying attention, it's okay, Lord. I pray that your presence will just fill the place, Lord. Lord, we love you and we praise you in Jesus' mighty name. Everybody in this house says amen, amen, amen. Come on now. Type it in the chat. Amen, amen. While we wait, we build. While we wait, we build. I want to talk about rebuild your momentum. Rebuild your momentum. A couple of years ago, it was probably a decade or two ago, I remember when I wanted to learn how to drive a stick shift, a manual transmission. I know many of you are like, man, I, I'm tired of driving a manual transmission. I want to get an automatic car. But back when I was growing up in a, as a teenager, I wanted to get a, a, a stick shift. I wanted to drive manual. Why? Because I wanted to be fast and the furious. Come on now. Like I wanted to pretend I was a racer. I wanted to go boom, I wanted that, 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 that like that, that's chirpy sound, right? And, and so the problem though was I never learned how to drive a, a stick shift. And so I, I asked my cousin, I have a younger cousin, he's not that young anymore, but when we were when I was a teenager, he was younger. His name is John, and he had this like dream racer car. It was a Honda CR, no, Honda, not CRV, the smaller one. Uh, no, 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 not the Civic. Close, but half of that, right? Uh, it's a, I forgot what it was. Type it in the chat if you know what that. It's like a two-seater Honda. It's like a racer one. I don't know. I, they don't have it here in the Philippines, but I know they have it in the States. And I remember he would, he would go fast. And, and, wow, that's, that was good. That was good. <laughs> and so I told my cousin John, I go, hey, John, can you teach me how to drive a stick shift? And so he goes, all right, let's go. So I get into the passenger seat. He's in the driver's seat, and he begins to teach me through words. He begins to show me, and he goes, okay, this is what you do. The hardest part is getting on first gear. So you got to step on this, and when you step on that, you got to move it at the same time. You got to balance your clutch with your gas, and once you get there, boom, you're on first gear. Once you get on first gear, it is easy to get on second gear to the third gear. The hardest is to get back on first gear when you just started. And so he's teaching me how to hear the engine. Once it starts building up, you got to switch. Right? And, and all of this, I'm watching. I'm like, all right, feet, 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 right? And, you know, hear the sound. Right? And I'm going, and he's like, you think you got it? I'm like, I think so. I'm trying to learn. We're two blocks away from my house. We do a U-turn, and he's, he's looking at me, and he goes, so this is what, what is this? This clutch? Where's the, I mean, where's, where's the, the clutch? Okay, there gas all right break and he goes you know what do you think you got it I go I don't know he goes all right well you got to go home and he opens the door he runs out of the car and he runs all the way back to our house I'm in the middle of the street with with a car I don't know how to drive 
There, there's traffic. People are honking. I'm just in the passenger seat like, oh, my gosh, what do I do? So I get out of the passenger seat. I go to the front seat to the driver area. I have no idea. I've never done this before. People are behind me. I'm like waving them over. And so now I'm going, and I'm, I'm like, all right, here we go. Right? I'm like, oh, my God. I'm trying to start again. Right? And it's like, keep I keep stopping. I, I, there's times where I get it, and then all of a sudden I do the wrong thing or I slow down because there's cars, and I, I lose it again. Right? It shakes. It's like you're on a roller coaster. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Right? I, I, I couldn't do it. And, and I, I remember that feeling. I remember that feeling of you know what you're supposed to do. I remember that feeling you're taught what you're supposed to do. I even remember the feeling of catching that momentum on first gear, going to second gear. But when I lose that momentum and I'm not used to it, oh, it is so hard to start again. You get, you, you get stressed because you are worried about the people behind you, the people looking at you, even though they are probably not even caring who you are. But it is so hard. Come on, are you with me? It is so hard to try to move forward when you lose momentum. See, momentum, like I said, it feels so good when you have it. But it's so, it's so challenging when you don't. When you have it, you're moving forward. Everything seems like it's working for you. Everything is going well. But when you don't have it, it seems like you can't get your your, 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 your act together. You know what you're supposed to do. You know the steps. You're doing what they tell you to do. But it seems like you can't just catch that rhythm. You're trying to do what you used to do, but the rhythm is not the same. You're trying to keep the pace, but it's not the same. What do you do? See, I was so close to giving up. Especially with that pressure. I wouldn't do that to anybody. I don't, I don't recommend that type of, you know, pressure teaching. But it did work for me. But I remember being in that car because I was only two blocks away from my house. I could have easily just pushed it to the side and say, no, I'm not doing this. You're crazy, John. I'm going to go. You bring your car back. I remember thinking that. Should I do this? Should I embarrass myself? It was so easy to just stop. And I've known so many people who don't know how to drive a manual transmission because of that. Because they can't get onto the first gear. It's frustrating. It's hard. It's so much easier to just do an trans automatic transmission. But I, can I tell you this? Faith is not automatic. It's not automatic. Momentum is not automatic. It takes us to get, catch that right gear, catch that right pace, catch that right relationship so that we can move forward. See, I don't know what you're going through and I don't know where you are, but if you are like me, sometimes I feel like, man, I, I can't do this. I'm failing time after time. But listen, I need you to know even if you fail, one thing you could tell yourself is at least I learned. Keep learning, keep trying, keep moving forward. Somebody in the chat type, move forward, move forward. Come on now. And so if you feel like you've lost momentum, if you feel like you're losing momentum, I need you right now to understand that you can rebuild momentum. You can rebuild momentum. How do we rebuild momentum? 
I want to introduce you to a guy named Nehemiah. Nehemiah? Nehemiah is in the Bible. And if you have your Bibles, Nehemiah, if you read from, I would recommend you read this. It's, it's a great chapter. It's a great passage in the Bible. Nehemiah is just an ordinary guy with an ex extraordinary calling. He was what they would call a cupbearer. In other words, he was a butler to the king. He was a guy that would drink the wine. Why? Not because he wanted, he was a connoisseur of, of wine, but because if there was poison in the wine, he would die first. And the king would know, okay, it's not safe. He was a servant. But see, this guy, Nehemiah, who was just a butler, who was just a helper, who was a, a yaya to the king, he, he was a guy who had a calling. And one day while he was working his ordinary job, he hears from some friends that his town, Jerusalem, is still all messed up. See, if you know the context, what happens was they were taken captive and now they were coming back. Zerubbabel came back to help uh, build the temple. Ezra came back to start bringing worship. But the walls were still broken. And if you know anything about security, if you have no walls, anybody or anything can come in. It's the reason why you lock your door. So that nobody can come in. So that no stranger could rob you. See, a city without walls allows any enemy to come in and take over. It allows any enemy to come in and steal. And so Nehemiah hears the people, what they're going through. He hears the problems. He hears the, the fear that they are going through. And he has a dream. He begins to think, man, what if I can go and I could help rebuild the wall? A mere butler, a mere, mere cupbearer now has this dream, and he has the audacity to tell the king. He asked the king, and with the, with, with the favor of God and the mercy of God, the, the king grants him leave. He gets to have a vacation. He goes, can I, can I get paid leave? The king goes, how long? Maybe 20 years. And the king says, okay, oh, grab it. anybody want that paid leave 20 years? Come on now, right? COVID, where are you at? <laughs> and, and so he goes, and everything is going for him. He started with the dream, but now he has all the resources. He has the people. He has the army. He has the favor of the king, and he is traveling back to Jerusalem. Oh, momentum. You ever been in that position? It seems like you got the job, you got the friends, you got the pay, you got the pay raise. Everything is going well. You're excited. But what happens from one to three, then chapter four comes. Everybody has a chapter four. See, chapter four goes like this. And let me read it to you because I know you've experienced a chapter four because I've experienced a chapter four. Nehemiah experiences a chapter four. And chapter four begins with a Filipino guy named Sanbalat. <laughs> He's not Filipino. Sounds like a Filipino name, right? Nickname ni Tito. Ay, si Balat, oh, right? Si Sanbalat. <laughs> Nehemiah chapter four, verse one. Sanbalat was very angry. When he learned that we, we were rebuilding the wall, this is Nehemiah speaking, he flew into a rage and mocked the Jews, saying in front of his friends and the Sumerian army officers, what does this bunch of poor, feeble Jews think they're doing? Do they think they can build the wall in a single day by just offering a few sacrifices? Do they actually think they can make something of stones from rubbish heap and charred ones at that? Tobiah the Ammonite, who was standing beside him, remarked, that stone wall would collapse even if a fox walked along top of it. And I prayed, hear us, our God, for we were being mocked. 
May their scoffing fall back on their own heads and may themselves be captives in a foreign land. You ever get mocked before? Like you're trying to live right, you're trying to, you know, follow God and you begin to read the word, you begin to post things about the word and people who knew who you were begin to type back, begin to clap back saying, man, I don't think you can do it. People who knew that you were once strong for God and then you went on a little leave but you came back and all of a sudden they're saying this again. I heard this story before. You ever been mocked? And it says here, and it goes on, it says, Do not ignore their guilt. Do not blot out their sins, for they have provoked you to anger here in front of the builders. Verse 6, At last the wall was completed to half its height around the entire city, for the people had worked with enthusiasm. But when Sanballat and Tobiah and the Arabs and Ammonites and Ashadites heard that the work was going ahead and that the gaps in the wall of Jerusalem were being repaired, they were furious. They all made plans to come and fight against Jerusalem and throw us into confusion. But we prayed to our God and guarded the city day and night to protect ourselves. Then the people of Judah began to complain. The workers are getting tired. You ever been tired? And there's so much rubble to be moved. So much things that we got to do. We will never be able to build the wall by ourselves. It's very interesting that. When they were building it, they were enthusiastic. But when they were hearing the people mocking them, then they start getting tired. Meanwhile, our enemies were saying, before they know what's happening, we will swoop down on them and kill them and end their work. The Jews who lived near the enemy came and told us again and again. They will come from all directions and attack us. So I placed armed guards behind the lowest part of the wall in the exposed areas. I stationed the people to stand guard by, my, by families. Armed with swords, spears, and bows. Chapter 4. Here is Nehemiah who's excited. They're building the wall. They're halfway done. But all of a sudden, Sambalat and all of these guys are, are, are mocking them, are, are, are chasing them, are discouraging them, doing all of this. Have you ever been there where you thought this was your time? You thought this was the moment. You thought this was the opportunity. Your momentum was with you. you. You thought this is the job. You thought this was the client. You thought this was the restoration for the family. Everything's going well. You have forgave your wife. Your wife forgave you. Everything's going good. Then boom, it seems like momentum is lost. Same old arguments. Same old things. You ever wake up so early because you're excited for work? Two months, three months pass, and now you don't even want to wake up anymore? Come on now. I'm talking to the people here in the back. Let's go. What do you do when it feels like momentum is lost? What do you do when it feels like things are going on? I need you to understand. Listen to me. I need you to know whenever you are doing something significant for God, you got to understand that there is an enemy that wants to attack. You can't think like, okay, God is with me. God loves me. Everything's going to be wonderful. Listen. We don't live in heaven. We live in a fallen world. We're living in the in-between. And there are challenges. See, you got to understand, maybe you are trying to rebuild your life. You're trying to rebuild your marriage. You're trying to rebuild your business. I need you to know that there are ways that the enemy comes to try to make you stop. Make you stop trying again. It's the same way that these guys started to attack Nehemiah. See, in 1 Peter verse 5, 8 says, chapter 5, verse 8 says, we cannot fall asleep. We have to stay awake 
from the schemes of the enemy. You always got to be alert. Maybe you have momentum. Stay alert. Maybe you've lost momentum. Stay alert. Because most likely these things that I'm going to bring, talk about, this is the way you've been attacked. See, the first way is this. When you're gaining momentum, when you're gaining it, this is the way to lose it. This is the way you get attacked. Number one is this. You get attacked in your confidence. Right? You get attacked in your confidence. It says here, what does this bunch of poor, feeble Jews think they're doing? Do they think they can build the wall in a single day by just offering a few sacrifices? They, they started saying, man, do they really think they can do it? You, you really, th- oh, great. You really think? It's funny how when, you, when it's just a dream, people are cheering you on. Yeah, it's so good. But when you got to shift priorities and some people are not part of the priorities, all of a sudden the haters come. You really think you can do it? You seriously? You think you can do it? Oh, I'm speaking some real talk today. I know you right there, right? When you lose confidence or when you lose it, what is it? Confidence is trust. Confidence is sure and a firm hope in God. And the way the enemy will attack is try to make you lose your confidence in God. Whenever you try to do something great for God, please understand, confidence is about to try to get stolen. Look, when we were moving, many of you don't know this story because thousands of you haven't been part of this journey. But you are part of it now. But when we were looking for a place, we we couldn't fit anymore in our older place. And we were praying and we were praying and we were praying. And all of a sudden, God gave me a dream to be in this mall. And I was praying for the mall, and I was like, man, this would be cool if we're here. This is great, you know. And I, I call them. And actually, I, I call them, and there's nothing. Months come later, months, months, months later. All of a sudden, I get a call, and they say, hey, are you still wanting a place? Because we got, we got a spot for you. I'm excited. I'm like, oh, my gosh, here we go. Call my pastor. He goes, let's go. Let's go. We go. Yes, go, right? And, and so I, I say, yes, we want it. I, I tell the church, we get our faith up. We're, we're, we're pumped. We're ready. And all of a sudden, when we're, we're going for it, then they say, oh, wait, hold on. You might not get it. I was like, wait, what? You told me you're going to get it. Because I know we got to have a meeting and we're going to check. I'm like, all right, God's good, you know. And so I started praying. I started praying. I started praying. I, I, I even gathered the men and we did those Jericho walks, right? I walked around the mall uh, six, six times, seven times, right? I didn't want to scream because I didn't want the mall to break, you know what I mean? But I, I saw the crowd, right? I, started, I prayed around, God, give this place. I'm walking in circles, right? And then all of a sudden, I remember in the worst moment of my life, right, with my, my sister-in-law passing away and all of these things and uh, everything going on. And, and we were driving, and, and, and I get a call, and they say, we are offering you the space. Tears in my eyes. Oh, my gosh, thank you. Thank you, right? I'm like, yeah, God has heard our prayer. It's great. It's amazing. I tell the rest of the church, we go, we go into the mall. We go into the mall. <laughs> right? We're going to the mall. And then now I call back, hey, let's go. What's the contract? And then they say, well, we're sorry. The opportunity is gone. What? It sounds sounds like some of your relationships, (laughs) right? (laughs) Right? Uh, And and I'm like, wait, what? Joking aside, I was so discouraged because I already told our previous building. I told our church. I had faith. I felt like God answered. 
And all of a sudden, there's nothing. We're left hanging. You ever been left hanging? My confidence was going away. My confidence was going away. Once I got the news that they're not giving it to us anymore, immediately I went back to the mall. I started walking around the mall by myself. I bet you the guard was like, oh, bakery one, bakery two, R1, R2, my, I know, my tao dito. (laughs) And I started walking. I started praying for it, not knowing what was going to happen, but I knew God had a plan. You might not know if you get it, but we did get it. Hello, right? But you might be in a position where you don't know if you get it, but I need you to know that God still has a plan. See, the enemy will try to rob your confidence. Not only that, the enemy will try to rob your clarity. It says here that they, made, they all made plans to come and fight against Jerusalem and throw us into confusion. All of a sudden, they, had, they, they knew what they were doing. We're building the wall. We're building a wall. Hi-ho, hi-ho. It's off to build the wall. We go, hey-ho. Here we go. Sorry. <laughs> focus, focus, focus. Don't tune out. Don't tune out. Okay lang. Okay naman ako. I'm good, I'm good. And they were all of a sudden confused. Listen, their plan didn't change. Their purpose didn't change. The circumstance changed. Their purpose was still building the wall, but now the circumstance of maybe we're about to get attacked now brought the confusion. Can I tell you the purposes of God for your life has not changed. Don't allow the circumstance to bring confusion. Keep the promise in front of you. If you don't know the the specific direction, know this, that God is calling you to love him with your all. God is calling you to love those around you with your all. If you don't know, God, what's your will for my life? Stick to those two and the rest will follow. It's clarity. It's clarity. And the third thing, when you've got momentum and when you are building something great for God, the third thing that comes to be attacked is this. It's your calling. It's clarity. It's your confidence. It's, 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 it's your calling. And all of a sudden they said that they're coming to end their work. You ever been in a position where you're like, I, I'm, I feel like my calling is ending? Or you question it because I don't know, because I've lost the opportunity. Was that my calling? Is this my calling? Is that my calling? What is going on? I need you to know that the enemy will come to try to attack your progress. Like I said before, you might not, not know your specific calling, but if I'm going to give you a calling right now, this is all our calling is to love God with everything. Seek his righteousness. Everything else will come. So how do you build momentum? Please know, Nehemiah was in a make or break. Nehemiah was in gear three, gear four, ready to go to gear five in his Lamborghini. He's going for it. He's driving. The the top is down. The shades are up. Let's go, right? And now all of a sudden, chapter four. Grabe naman si Balat. Discouragement. People are questioning. Confusion. Confidence. Dissipating. How do I get back on gear? How do I get? The worst place to stop when you're learning how to drive a stick shift is when you're on a hill. Oh, why is the parking lot at SM always like a, it's like Mount Everest hill. Especially in the annex SM North. I remember going there and now it's traffic. And I'm like, am I ready? Is this a spaceship? 
Like, am I ready for liftoff on three? Two. Like, it's so hard to grab that gear. You might feel like you're climbing a mountain right now. And you're not sure, how am I going to get back into gear? How am I going to get back into focus? How am I going to get back into clarity? How am I going to trust God again? Thank God Nehemiah didn't give up. Thank God you didn't give up. But I, I did give up. No, you didn't because you're watching right now. Come on now. Type it in the chat. I didn't give up. I'm here. Woo! I didn't give up. I'm here. So what did Nehemiah do? Chapter 14. Then as I looked over the situation, I called together the nobles and the rest of the people and said to them, don't be afraid of the enemy. Remember the Lord who is great and glorious and fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your homes. That's kind of like a Mel Gibson, right? Pastor Mike Kai preached part of this, right? And he's like, that's like a, a what's that? The Mel Gibson movie? Braveheart, right? Fight for your brothers, your sisters, your family. Anyways. So <laughs> how do you build momentum? He says here. I call together the nobles and the rest of the people. If you feel like you don't got momentum, if you feel like you're stuck, if you feel like you've lost clarity, you've lost confidence, you've lost all of it, it's hard to start again. I need you to, number one, write this down. You got to build community. To build momentum, you got to build community. You got to be in community. He says, I called the nobles. I called the rest of the people. I don't know, listen, I don't know how much more I can stress this. You can't. Do it alone. Listen to me. You can't do it alone. There's no way. There's no way. You ever try to push a car by yourself? Try to jump start your own car by pushing it? You're going to push the car, jump into the front seat, and try to start your engine again? It doesn't work. It sounds funny, but how many of us do that? We're trying to push and restart at the same time. We need community. Nehemiah had to call these people together. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 9 says, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Build community. The second thing is this, you got to build your courage. Be courageous. He says to them, hey, look, don't be afraid of the enemy. Listen, don't be afraid of the enemy. Don't be afraid of your challenges. Don't be afraid of your circumstances. Don't be afraid. 1 John 4, 18 says this, such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. What does that mean? He goes, look, if you're afraid, the only reason why you should be afraid is if God punishes you. But if you're afraid of that, then you really don't know God's love because God loves you so much. He took your place for punishment. Be courageous. Sometimes we look at the strength of our problems more than the strength of our God. Be courageous. God is for you. God is with you. I, I got to stress this time and time again. Hey, look, listen, 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 listen. God loves you. God loves you. 
But I, God loves you. But I, God loves you. But I, God loves you. You don't got to prove it. God loves you. Listen, you don't got to prove it because you've never deserved it. You just got to receive it. God loves you. Hebrews 13.5, I will never leave you nor forsake you. God loves you. John 16.33, I've said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. God loves you. Joshua 1.9, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Don't be frightened. Don't be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. God loves you. Listen, courage is not an emotion you feel. It's a perspective you claim. God loves you. The third one is this, be confident in God's ability. Woo! Be confident in God's ability. You can, you can start playing, playing that pad right there. That's going to be good. Be, be confident in God's ability. I don't know about you, but I got a great imagination. How do I know? I bet you you have a great imagination. When you think about imagination, you think about children. Playing, creating a box into a castle. Little dolls into a wonderland. Crayons creating masterpieces. And you might be like, I don't have that type of imagination. Actually, you do. But you change the word. Because that imagination that you always have, you use it in the wrong direction. And it's worry. What's worry? Worry is imagination. I'm worried what might happen. I'm worried what will happen. I'm worried what if this happens. Worry is your imagination let loose without the, hell, the, the promises of God. And when you worry, you, you get confident in the ability of the unknown. You get confident in the ability of chaos. You get confident in the ability of the enemy. But I'm asking you to be confident in the ability of God. But you don't know, but I do know God. But you don't know this, but I do know God. But you don't know my pro I know God. But if, but, 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 I need you to understand, but God. Zechariah 4, 6 says, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by, my, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. This it's not by your strength. There's these new things that I saw kids have. Have you ever seen these kids have these new things? Little kids have bikes with no pedals. It's a new thing so that they can learn their balance. What do they do? How do they gain momentum? They got to use their legs. They got... But I always seen this because you know what happens with kids? They get tired fast. And all of a sudden, I'm tired. Carry me, Dad. Grab it, 10,000 yan. So sometimes we think that we are, we are the ones who have to keep pedaling. I hear you, pastor. All right, I'm going to get momentum. Then we get tired. How many times have I worked out so well for one day? And then, then, then I took 20 days rest. I work out one day so I could eat 30 days. Sometimes we get so tired. 
trying to pedal, trying to catch momentum, trying to get that gear, trying to move forward, trying to move forward. And that happened. Yes, you got to work. You got to pray and trust. You got to trust God's ability, which leads me to the last one. You got to be ready to build and be ready to battle. So if you got you to gotta build your community, you got to build your courage, you got to build your confidence in God's ability, but you got to be ready to build and be ready to battle. See, Nehemiah says this, when our enemies heard that we knew of their plans and that God had frustrated them, we all returned to work on the wall. But from then on, only half my men worked, but the other half stood guard with spear shields, bows, and coats of mail. The leaders stationed themselves behind the people of Judah who were building the wall. The laborers carried on their work with one hand supporting their load and one hand holding their weapon. In other words, in one hand, they had the hammer to rebuild and in the other hand they had the sword to fight off the enemy we need to hold and we need to work and we need to understand that we have the word of God to build and to fight I need you listen 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 I, I, I need you I need you I need you to be ready to build and to be ready to battle in tandem you got to be in the Word of God. The Bible says this, Hebrews 4, 12, For the Word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, and piercing as far as the division of the soul and the spirit of both joints and marrow, and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. What do I mean? Listen, 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 listen. listen. You got to work and you got to pray. Strongest weapon is the Word of God. The Word applied is what brings faith. Cousin John was saying, hey, this is how you do it, but he had to leave and run <laughs> so that I took the courage to actually apply the word. Are you applying the word? Oh, I want you to read Nehemiah because I want you to let this word and give you a new song. Let me end you with this story. And I just actually just heard this story earlier today over breakfast. I was watching, usually when I eat, I watch food shows while I eat. So I, I, I watch them eat exotic food, like a cappuccino from Italy or, you know, a pho from Vietnam, while I, while I just eat lugao. <laughs> but this guy, his name, I forget his name, Phil, I think, he was in Saigon. And so he went to this park, and in this park, there were so many uh, cages of birds. And people would eat, and it was like a picnic, and people would bring their birds in cages. And they would hang them all in one place, and there were just hundreds of birds hanged, and bird cages hanged everywhere. And he was looking at them, and it was so loud, the birds were It was like, it was crazy, it was loud. And so he went to the local, and he goes, is this, is, is this your birds? And he goes, oh yeah, we bring our birds here. And he goes, why? Is it like to get them out and have, let them relax while you eat? And he goes, no. We bring our bird with these birds so that the bird, our birds can learn new songs. Because at home, they only sing one song. They only have one phrase. They only have one type of chirp. But when we bring them 
with these other birds and they begin to hear these guys' songs, they pick up that song and they begin to sing that new song in their old place. The Word of God gives us a new song. I don't know what song that you've been singing at home. It's never going to work out. I tried. Hirap talaga. Wala na ako trabaho. Grabe naman yung pandemic. I don't know what's happening. What's going on? Can I let the new song come? That God loves you. God is for you. God's not done with you. You don't have to stop. You're not done. You can rebuild momentum. It could start again. God is ready. Come on now. It's your time. It's your place. And of course, I'll read you with one last chapter. Let this be a song to you. I'm going to sing it in the key of F. In the chocolate key of F. Psalm 121. I'll look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel never slumbers or sleeps. The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon at night. The Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go, both now and forever. Momentum. Mass times velocity equals momentum. And so this new song I give to you, momentum is the weight of your problems times the speed of your trust is what will bring momentum to your life today. Hey, look. If you're here and you've given, you've given up, you thought you've given up, but you didn't give up because you're here. But you keep stalling. You find that courage to get back on, and when you try to go into that gear, it just... You begin to question, is something wrong with the car? Something wrong with me? I want to, but I can't move forward. Maybe people have been around you, the enemy has attacked your confidence, your clarity, your calling. I want to bring you back. Here we go. Let's go to gear one. The worst thing you can try to do is go to gear three and gear four from a full stop. You could push your engine as hard as you can, but it, it doesn't work. Could it be you're so discouraged because you're trying to go from zero to four, zero to five? Because you see everybody else going fast. How come you can't? Listen, I got it. I need you to listen, listen. I need you to go back to one. I need you to go back to one. What's one? That God loves you so much that he sent his only son to die on the cross for the forgiveness of your sins so that you may live life free with purpose. So if you've been trying to do it all on your own, I need you to go. Here we go. Step one. Ready, ready? I need you to receive Jesus into your life. You ready? If that's you, Pastor, I need to go step one. I'm burnt out. I keep pushing my engine. All I smell is just smoke. I'm out. Here we go. Step one. Ready? Ready? Receive Jesus. 
If that's you, pray this prayer with me. Would you just say, Jesus, I'm ready to start my relationship with you, fresh and brand new, to go back to my calling, to love you with my all. And so forgive me of my sins. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. In Jesus' name, we all say amen, 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 amen. Hey, look, if that's you and you prayed that prayer, would you put it in the chat? Would you say, I'll pray that prayer? You know, I received Jesus in my life. Hand emoji. Hey, last week we had so many people respond. And so you're, you're part of that family. If you want to come on, respond right now. Type it in the chat wherever you're at. If you're new here, we got a gift for you. Make sure that you fill out our Next Steps card at inspiremetro.live. Click there. It's my first time here. And we're going to send you a, a welcome bag. It's going to be cool. It's going to be fun. Hey, it's your first time. Come on now. Come on. Welcome. Thank you for tuning in. I love you guys. And if you who prayed that prayer, come on. Type in the chat. I received Jesus. I prayed that prayer. Come on now. Hand emoji. It's your first step. First step. While I was praying that prayer, I was going to sing, One, you're like a dream. <laughs> I don't know what I was talking about, but I'm excited that you're here. Hey, welcome to Inspire Church. My name is Nolan. We got a team here that's serving you for this Sunday. Why? Because we love you and we want you to rebuild your momentum. So if you prayed that prayer, type it in the chat. I prayed that prayer. I received Jesus. If you're new here, fill out a next step card, inspiremetro.live. Hey, look, stay connected. Take your next step. We love you. We'll see you next Sunday. God bless you. Thanks for joining us and for listening to Inspire Church Metro Podcast. Stay in the loop by checking inspiremetro.live.